We are brought to you by Joshua Lafon with Simply Vegas Real Estate, a realtor here to help educate current and future Las Vegas locals on selling and investing in real estate. You're probably asking yourself, educate. Yes, there's a surprising amount of adults that when it comes to real estate, don't know the right questions to ask, don't know where to start, and think they need a lot of cash to buy a house in Nevada, which simply isn't true. So Josh has decided to make it his responsibility to teach his clients what they need to know and equally important, what they need to ask to help ensure making their home ownership dreams a true reality. So make sure you call or text Joshua LaFon today at 702-813-0533. This has been another paid advertisement from Joshua LaFon with Simply Vegas Real Estate. Make sure you give him a call, 702-813-0533. out than you could. Be a judgment. But don't you worry, son. It will all be over soon. Anthony, give me a boy's name that starts with the letter H. Jose. Bobby, it's me, your daddy, Roberto. Daddy. Occasionally, you may hear it pronounced as Joao. It depends. It's called X-Quando! Look at me now. How far we go back? Elementary? Jump rope? High and go see? Pity pad? Red light, green light? Red light, green light? Hello? You play to win the game. You are tuned in to Straight Bet Sports on the Gorilla Cross Radio that's right, Wednesday night, just past 9 p.m. You already know what it is. We are coming to you live from downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. I am your host, Jose V. You're tuned in to Straight Bet Sports here live on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. We greatly appreciate you joining us tonight, as you do every single Wednesday night. You could be doing anything else that you want, but you are tuned in tonight with us, so we greatly appreciate you. Lots to talk about. Let me go ahead and introduce the people in the studio with me tonight. Got my co-host, as I do every single Wednesday night. The homie Bradford, because we got to stick that name to him. We got the homie Bradford in the building. Yes, Ian, you ready sir, tonight? Yes, we got great sir. conversation. Let's go. Your Eagles didn't. Uh, uh, your Eagles, what you mean? I'm sorry. What your, you Eagles, mean? your Eagles looked good against uh, uh, someone that we have in hey, the studio, which hey, we're, you hey. know, we're going to talk about that here. Hey, calm down. This guy's always rocking his e See, I, I feel bad because I'm a Jets hey. fan. I don't think you guys have ever seen hey. me wear anything that has to do with the Jets on this show. Which is a crazy thing about it, but I got to start doing it. Even you though you're bad. pride, I, man. Hey, Mike White, baby. You know what I mean? Never know. It could be the future there. But anyways, if you guys are watching, do me a favor as I ask you to do every single week. Press that like button. Press that share button. Drop a comment. Let everyone know what it is you are enjoying tonight and what you are tuned into. We are on social media on all Gorilla Cross radio platforms. That is on Twitter, YouTube, and of course, Facebook. Just search up Gorilla Cross. We are live right now. We also share it on our personal pages. It's on my page. It's on Ian's page. It's on C. Wynn's page, which without further ado, let's bring him in. Our guest of the night. He is local radio sports personality and one of my best friends here in this business and just in world in general. Greatly appreciate you joining us, Chris. How's it going, my man? It's going great. Good to join you guys, girls, on a Wednesday night. A lot of fun. Ian? Yeah, I don't think they were uh, ripping up Philly too much uh, after that win <laughs> on Sunday over my Detroit Lions. But, uh, hey, 
It was the W though. Yeah, so wins we'll a win. We'll you got to take them. Got to take them. Good stuff, man. We got a lot of conversation to have with you guys tonight. But once again, we are coming to you live from Gorilla Cross Radio behind the big boards tonight, as he is every single Wednesday night for us. Quan59 doing his thing. If you guys want to chime in and give us a call, 702 608 3259 is the phone number. Lines are always open, so don't be afraid. Don't be scared. If we happen to mention something that kind of bothers you a little bit or you just want to <laughs> give your take and your comments, all comments, all, everything is welcomed and allowed. So give us a call. Just no bad words because we are not allowed to use that type of language. Now, gentlemen, before we get into some of the tragic news that has happened here locally, let's start the show off with some positive news, right? Atlanta Braves win the World Series, which is big topic. A lot of us were talking about not watching the World Series, me being one of them, because <laughs> not really the teams I expected to be there. I'm pretty sure that the ratings weren't as great. I haven't looked into that, so I'm not sure if they were or weren't. But we had a great World Series all the way around. We had a team in Atlanta that not too, pe not too many people expected to win the World Series, yet alone be in it. Think about it. You have the team that had the lowest record wins-wise overall in the playoffs go to the World Series and win it all, right? And they took out the juggernauts, as a lot of people called, which was the favorite, the L.A. Dodgers, with 106 wins. 20 wins more than you had going into that series, but yet you were able to take them out. Now, 26 years, Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, since the Atlanta Braves have won one back in 95. Was, do I have exactly that Exactly right, yeah. 95 with Bobby Cox as Over the Over 20 years since they've even been in one, Yeah, right? So pretty impressive, to say the least, uh, that Atlanta was able to do it. And, I, and as Jose, you brought up, they beat the best to get to the crown. To right? be the best. You knock off a, a team in the in the Dodgers who beat, you know, the other good team in Major League Baseball. That's the San Francisco Giants, obviously, yeah. mm -hmm. right? And then, of course, you knock off Houston. Say what you want about uh, the perception of the Houston Astros, right? And it, rightfully, it's absolutely valid. Okay? Correct, yeah. 100%. Yeah. 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 The team scout and, and all that. But ta they are a very talented team, okay? The Astros absolutely. were, this year, the legitimate American League champions. And they're an excellent ball club. And Atlanta got it done and beat them. And uh, so, yeah, full congrats to that team. As, as I pointed out, first time in the World Series, you know, in over two decades, ever since we, you know, all those numerous yeah. Atlanta Braves teams back in the 90s that had the loaded pitching staff, tremendous offense. Obviously, uh, you could call it a dynasty-type team. Didn't they, they win like 15 years in a row winning the division? They, they were just dominant. They were just flat-out dominant. Once the trade was made with my Detroit Tigers, to get John Smoltz mm -hmm. with a trade with uh, Doyle Alexander back in 19, I believe it was 87. Um, going way back. Yeah, we're going way back. And then, uh, of course, you know, you saw the solidification of that pitching staff with with uh, Vegas' own Greg Maddox, yeah. obviously Tom Glavitt, uh, Steve Avery, John Smoltz uh, across the board, and then the offense with the David Justices and, and the other pieces that they had offensively. It was a great team. Uh, but but it's far removed from that now. They've established yeah. the Freddie Freemans, right? The yeah. the 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 the, uh, the Solaires. The guys have established their own identity now, right, guys? When it comes to the Atlanta Braves and moving forward, they're going to be able to uh, build on that they as really, uh, as we go into. They really uh, next were season. able to do this without many of their stars yeah, as well. That, yeah. I mean, you mm -hmm. had Soraka out; that yeah. was pretty much the entire Acuna. season. Yeah. You had Acuna. You had, your whole outfield was remade. Yes. Your ace. Broke his leg in game one of the World Series, and you still had Solaire hitting, I think it was three home runs, very pivotal home runs, mm -hmm. especially in that game four. That was a turning tide yeah. of that game. So this Braves team was not only able to overcome adversity through all stages of this season, but especially in the postseason. And I think it just attributes to 
the greatness of what they accomplished. It, it was fun to watch, even though I'll admit, like I said, I wasn't going to be one to watch it that much. I didn't care much for it because the teams that were in it weren't really anybody that I cared about. You know what I mean? Or anything be straight, of interest. Jose. But, they beat your boys. See, I, I'm a Braves fan, so I don't <laughs> like the Braves. I yeah. do not like them. They always beat us. I don't. Look, the only, honestly, the only person that I'm happy for when it comes with the Braves is Freddie Freeman. I love Freddie Freeman. Right. I think he's a lifer. Yeah. If Atlanta lets him go, they're dumb. He's a Chipper Jones type mm -hmm. of guy. You need to keep him there. Don't let him go anywhere. But the guy almost died from COVID. Let's not forget yeah. that. He yeah. almost died from COVID last year. And for him to come back and win a World Series, imagine, forget everybody else in that locker room. Imagine how fulfilling it is for him. I've never oh, had yeah. COVID. I've never had it to the point where I got sick like that. I know people that have gotten sick, but not like that either. But just to think that you were on the cusp of possibly losing your life, and now you're the World Series champ. And you guys got to believe, right, every Major League Baseball fan of every other team, right, Except for the Houston Astros, <laughs> yeah, right. Is happy the Dodgers oh, yeah. World Series. Yeah. Right? Everyone was Everybody rooting was. for the Braves just because of who they were 100%. going against. Yeah, yeah. like it, it, beat the no, Astros. Nobody cared about their division <laughs> ties. Yeah, they just wanted yeah. the Houston Astros. Exactly. I feel bad for Dusty. Don't get me wrong. I like Dusty. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> yeah. that is my favorite. Now look, we have our friend TC Martin Correct. here in town, yes. who who does a show here in town. We and he's very close with. Dusty. They're like buddies. Yeah, and so there was that kind of angle that I was kind of rooting for Dusty, but. Yeah. I got to admit, guys, though, at the same time, I'm like, no, no, <laughs> no, can't do it. Come on. And, can't see and, it. and I, look, I don't have a dog in the fight when yep. it comes to the Atlanta Braves. I'm not, you know, by any stretch, uh, a fan of the ATL or, uh, or that team, but Hey, congrats. I got it done. So Chris, I know you're a guy that likes to look at movement, meaning guys that move around possibility right. of things like that. We have possibility on both teams here. The Astros have a lot of top name guys that they mm -hmm. got assigned Korea being one of them. What's going to happen there? Do the Astros continue to find a way to keep money here to keep these guys? Or are they going to be the team that's going to get sold and getting apart? Atlanta, are we going to see a fire sale? Are they going to keep the guys that they had now and think they're okay with that? Or do you come back with the guys that got injured that are going to come back healthy and try to keep those around? There's a lot of question marks, right? I think it's going to be a little bit of both, you guys. Yeah. And uh, look, you know that the, the landscape that is Major League Baseball. We're all fans of teams. And uh, there's going to be the usual suspects that are out there going to go after the Correas and the other pieces that the Astros bring to the table. It's going to be the Red Sox. It's going to be the Dodgers. It's going to be the Yankees. Maybe to some extent, the Chicago Cubs as well, too, trying to get back into the mix when it comes to the, the really National the Cubs, League okay. Central. Well, I'm just talking about, you know, the big market teams. Looking correct, to, correct, looking definitely. To, you think Chris Bryant goes anywhere? Off some of off some of that talent that they have in you, Houston. You think Chris Bryant goes anywhere? Like, you think they uh, trade him? Or well, I, or off the top of my head, now that I think about it, probably not, right? Because yeah. he's a guy who he's grew, tied up, up, right? grew up uh, uh, a guy who rooted for that team in San Francisco. Obviously mm -hmm. a Vegas guy, right? And uh, Still he close was, to he home, a, if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, it's still yeah. close to home. So I, I, I think he'll have options, but I, but uh, as of right now, I don't think that there's, uh, there's uh, anything really in the works that would get him out of San Francisco. Once again, you're tuning to Straight Bet Sports live here on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. I'm your host, Jose V., Bradford, my co-host in the building. And tonight we got the good friend C Win chopping it up with us. You can catch C Win on SportsX Radio with Ken Thompson. You yep. can find him on Heatwave Sports, Fox Sports Radio, 1340 AM with Tim and Tom. Great stuff there as well. And not only that, you just find Chris anywhere on social media. And of course, anything that has to do with media or even just news in general, because you jump on K Don from time to time and, oh, and talk about you know politics. Yeah, that, that's the thing too. I've been uh, a guest on the uh, well, I've been a host of the uh, Vegas Take also, yeah. which is a uh, they they focus more on politics, but they also talk a lot of sports too in the eleven to twelve o'clock hours. So look, there's uh, obviously we're about ready to uh, embark on talking about it, but there's just uh, been all kinds of stuff this week that we've oh. had a chance to uh, kind of bounce around. And uh, 
obviously the situation with the Raiders is going to be one of them. Yeah. So uh, Vincent, primetime gelato, appreciate you chiming in on Facebook, my man. He states, and I'm a Yankee fan, so I want to read this. Yankees already said they in the sweepstakes for a new shortstop, and they want to pursue Trevor. Story. Okay. What do you think about that, Chris? It makes, it makes some sense. You Absolutely. The Yankees are going to be always looking for yeah. bats. I and think if you can get him on an affordable contract, then yeah. uh, I, I think that's the major thing. But will it work, Chris? His, his contract right now is kind of inflated. I, I don't think he's worth no question. No question, him. but so they can they can possibly get it done. I don't know. So is he up this year or is, or is he is he a free agent or is this uh I think he's up this year. That's why they're okay, talking so about they, they can absolutely work oh, it yeah, yeah. Absolutely. They can absolutely yeah. so all right guys. Let's get away from the baseball. Mm-hmm. Congrats to the Braves. Big shout out to Goose Thomas from Let the Ball Bounce. He's a huge Atlanta Braves fan. Congrats to you my man. I know you've been waiting a long time. So it's good when you get a close friend that is a fan of the team and they win. Yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. Big ups to the Braves. I'll get my final take on this and we'll move on. I don't see the Braves going back to the World Series next year. I can see a type of situation with like the Nationals where they're going to fall off for maybe a year or two. Still be legit, but not be that powerhouse yeah. team that can win it again. I think they'll be okay. They're still the Braves. Well, the Braves are that division, and we know that. Yeah. But we got to talk about what happened close to home. Before we all give our takes, because I'm going to talk about the situation, get your takes, and then I'll give you guys mine because I have a lot to say about this because I've been in situations like what just happened, if that makes sense. Now, if you guys all know here locally, it was reported yesterday. If I'm correct, it was yesterday morning. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah. Yesterday, what, 9 a.m.? Yesterday morning. Time is reported around 9 a.m. Right, correct. Yeah. Three, 3.29 in the morning. Yeah. Yep. Henry Ruggs, second-year wide receiver from Alabama that plays for the Las Vegas Raiders here in Vegas, was involved in a car crash. 3.29 in the morning, he was speeding on Rainbow between Flamingo and Tropicana, I think it was. It came out today. He was doing 156 miles an hour. His blood alcohol level was two times the legal limit. And I get it. He was intoxicated. But the scariest thing to me was that, and I've read this in more than one article. So I'm just going off of what I've read. He jumped out of the car, sat there, and watched the person burn to death in their car, which was the toughest thing for me to swallow. And I've read this in numerous outlets. Again, I'm not stating it's a fact, just going based off of what I've read. But... It's a tough pill to swallow, especially because you have sports franchises that that's been the biggest what if about bringing teams here. It's Vegas. It's a 24-7 town. The vices, the things that you can do, the things that you can get away with will players get in trouble. Now, I'm not going to give you guys my thoughts yet because I have stuff that I want to add to this, but I wanted to see what you guys thought based off of what you've seen. How do you feel about this situation? Ian, I'll let you go first. So my feeling about this all is... There's no reason for him to be on the road. Absolutely not. The NFL has had pretty much, what is it, two, uh, for a full decade now almost, they have a partnership with Uber for their NFL players as well as a 1-800 number on the back of their player ID number, uh, player ID card. It's a 1-800 private NFL will send you a black car if you're ever in a situation where you're too drunk to drive or you just need to get out of a situation. And this has been available for almost a decade now. And there's no reason at all for you to even be in that situation. And then not only that, but you're going 156 miles an hour. You don't in even a have, 35 mile per hour in zone. In a 35 mile an hour zone. You don't even have to be drunk 
or intoxicated or even a little bit tipsy to crash into someone or crash into a wall. Yeah. Like someone was probably going to die no matter what because of his choice to go that speed. And then to add drinking on top of it is inexcusable, especially as an NFL player. It's inexcusable for any person really to make that choice. But for an NFL player with a mass amounts of options available to avoid that situation, it, it it's un, inexcusable. I feel for the victims. Uh, I feel for their families. I think it's a tragic accident, uh, crash. I don't like using the word accident because it wasn't an accident. He made the choice to do this. Uh, but uh, what, what do you think, Chris? My initial reaction was probably the reaction that all of you guys had and probably 97 to 98% of America because as OG pointed out, it's a local story. But obviously when it's a NFL wide receiver and you have a story like this that's so tragic and so horrific and with, you know, details that are just grizzly, it just it becomes a national story, yeah. right? And people start to talk about it. Uh, my initial action obviously is my thoughts towards Tina and her family, the victim. Right. And I think about uh, I, I just can't even imagine. I can't even fathom. Uh, you're you, you, you guys are parents. I, I don't know if you're if you guys are parents or not. I'm not. I am, yeah, yeah, but I have yeah. nieces and nephews. I can't even imagine from a family standpoint having to deal with this type of situation. Uh, as far as Henry Ruggs is concerned and Jose kind of alluded to it. And I'm sure we're going to be getting into this whole thing. I'm not really hugely impressed about this whole angle of. We need to start blaming Las Vegas, okay? Yeah. Because this is a situation that transpires on a daily basis. Now, as I pointed out, the reason it's a big story is because it doesn't happen very often, okay? I'm not trying to minimize it. I'm talking about, you know, someone getting killed by an NFL player driving drunk. It's not something that happens every day, okay? Doesn't diminish the how horrific it is and bad it is. I'm just saying it's a fact. It just doesn't happen all the time, so that's why it's a huge story. Um but there is this kind of angle being taken and you guys like me are all on social media and there has been this discussion. Oh boy, we should have known this was going to happen because this is Las Vegas and now they have professional teams there and these guys go to Vegas and they can't control themselves and it's, and it's complete garbage. Okay. Um, he's a 22 year old man. Okay. He has to be responsible for himself and he is ultimately, in the eyes of the law, is going to be responsible for himself. He's going to get charged, and and uh, the justice system is going to move forward. He's going to face the consequences. Um, and I've said this so much on social media today in the last 48 hours, basically, since this has all come out. This discussion, uh, look, New York City, Miami, Florida, yeah. New Orleans, Louisiana, the cities all over this country where you have options, okay, Good from drink. a social standpoint, from a drinking standpoint, and being out and about, right? And especially, especially if you're a professional athlete, yep. right? So this idea that Henry Ruggs, oh yeah, this is this could only have happened here in Vegas, I think is completely preposterous. Yeah, I agree. All right? It doesn't minimize what happened. It doesn't absolve Henry Ruggs by any stretch or any uh, by any way, shape, or fashion from his responsibility in this which is completely idiotic 
where you are intoxicated. And I don't know if you guys have seen the amounts that have been speculated on as far as what he was drinking and how much he was drinking. He was I think. way yeah. hammered. Okay. He was blasted. And he went to another, apparently went to another spot after he went to Top Golf because Top Golf closes at midnight and uh, had some more drinks apparently because he was just hammered. And then you're traveling down a local street. We live here in Vegas, you guys. Yeah. You We yeah. know what Rainbow is all about. How are you getting up to 156 <laughs> miles an hour on Rainbow Avenue <laughs> or Rainbow Boulevard? I mean, it's just completely ridiculous. Too I don't even, I can't even, you know what I mean? So, so oh, those man. details along with the, you know, uh, you know, the horrific way uh, fashion, I'm not trying to get into the details, but yeah. it was just all the details together and the circumstances just make this a, a an, an abomination and a tragedy that, uh, that we can't even get a grasp on. And, uh, I just wanted to point out that whole aspect, though, that whole angle I, regarding I, Las yeah. Vegas and professional athletes. I, I think it's. Ridiculous. I agree with you. Uh, yeah. I've read somewhere that we're actually ranked 33. Exactly. <laughs> in uh, in DUIs resulting in death. So, the that whole. I agree with you. Mm -hmm. I, I haven't heard too many people with that angle, but I've seen it a little bit, and I, I don't think that it's a valid angle because this would have happened in any of those party cities that you just mentioned. The, I, I expect you, all of you guys have traveled to other parts of the country, right? And correct. been to other I've been to New Orleans. I've been to Miami. I've been to New York. I've been to Los Angeles. If there are situations where you can be out till 6, 7 o'clock in the morning and just keep powering down drinks yeah. in those situations. Um, again, doesn't make it right what Henry Ruggs did at all. And it doesn't absolve him at all. But this notion that, oh, Vegas, you know, it's because he was here and the Raiders moved to Vegas. And so this just, uh, it just, you know, it just happened because of that. I don't buy it. Do you think that they should hold the Top Golf bar somewhat responsible? Because so, it's rumored that he had 18 shots and a couple of mixed. Oh, they're right. going to look that, into that's that. A good, Ian, that's a good casinos point. casinos do that it's with a good question. Yeah. The problem is, and I don't know the exact term, but and I'm not a lawyer, so I don't want to get, you know, too try act like I'm an expert or anything. But it's to my understanding that, no, Nevada does not have those laws where you can hold establishments responsible for individuals drinking. Now, I think you uh, can hold the individual that uh, responsible. The, 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 bar the bartender. Yeah, but see, think about this. You, again, you guys, you because guys live we here. All have you guys all live here in Vegas, okay? You bet. Cards. You've been to to clubs yeah. and bars in this town, okay? Uh, really? Are we gonna Are we gonna get into? Are we gonna go down that rabbit hole where we're gonna start talking about bartenders knowing exactly what all of their patrons are as far as their drink? I, I work in a restaurant and a bar on the Las Vegas Strip. I've worked here for eighteen years on, on a bar. Look. We have our codes that were given as far as red light, green light, yellow light. Gotcha. Yes, we have standards that we're supposed to follow. But the reality of the situation is a lot of these places are packed. Okay. Yeah. You have hundreds, even th in some cases, thousands of people in those bars. Okay. So the notion that some bartender is going to be able to monitor whether it's Henry Ruggs or anybody else for that matter in the bar at Top Golf, and I don't know if you guys have been to Top Golf, I've been there. Yeah. And for functions where there's been a lot of, you know, open bars, basically, right? So there's a ton of alcohol being consumed. Well, and you have five yeah. to ten bartenders and exactly. 20 cocktail yeah. waitresses. So how, how are you going to determine who yeah. gave him that's the alcohol? That's exactly to, to your point. That's True. what you're saying. So I, how are you going to hold one person responsible exactly. and say, oh, yeah, this guy, you know, Jimmy, 
the one bartender, he gave him 15 shots and the other person only gave him three. So he doesn't, he's, he's absolved. You know what I mean? You're good. It, it ends up, uh, you get caught up in the weeds, I think a little bit. And, uh, I don't want to say it takes away from the responsibility of Henry Ruggs, but it, it kind of yeah. goes down another Avenue that I don't think, look, I'm going to say this again. You guys, we all live in Vegas, right? If they penalized every yeah. bar or restaurant, there would for be no over serving yeah. tourists and and yeah. and patrons. <laughs> there'd be no place to go. Every, everything would be closed down. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like it, it's again. So that's that's kind of my rationale. Uh, apparently, it's the as to that drum thing. shop acts. The that, drum that's shop what it acts. Is. Yep. And uh, apparently, yeah. is not here. So exactly. The, the, so so Top Golf's not going to face any. No. And, and by the way, there was more information. I mean, I was on. This is online, so I don't want to state it as exact fact. Correct. But apparently, he was at Top Golf. Top Golf closes at midnight. And apparently he went and played a poker game or somewhere on the west side uh, at somebody's house. Yeah. We don't know if he was what he was doing there as far as, you know, either smoking weed or, you know what I mean, or well, drinking like, whatever. That's, three and, half, that, that's yeah. three and a half hours in between exactly. him leaving Top Golf. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. And they didn't make him yeah. go 156 miles per hour. Exactly. No, they did. So There's also a loaded gun in there. Oh, yes. Uh, Another dumb reports. thing. So, yeah, what like, are you doing? I don't even know. What are you doing? Which is something that they take seriously in Nevada is loaded guns and vehicles. So, all right, guys, <laughs> I gave you guys a few minutes to talk. So I'll give you guys my thoughts on this. So mm -hmm. quick story time real quick. For those of you that know me personally, then you know how and why I moved to Vegas. In 2007, I got my first and only legit DUI. Mm -hmm. I was at a bar hanging out with buddies. I won't give the name of the bar because I don't want to make the bar look bad. But if you know me and you know where I'm talking about, continue to go there. It's a great spot. I'm not going to put it down. I'm not going to put it down. Because like you say, you can't really blame the bartenders, right? I remember I was playing pool. I was drinking wine, which is the craziest thing about it. I wasn't even drinking anything hard. I wasn't drinking like shots. I wasn't drinking mm. beer. I was drinking wine. I remember going back to the bar after playing pool, sat down. I was talking to a friend of mine. That was it. The next thing you know, I'm drunk. I crashed. My car door is being opened. There's a cop there. I look at him and I try to put the car in drive. I remember because later the cop tells me, I don't know where you were trying to go. The whole front axle of your car was gone. So my biggest thing is, Henry Ruggs killed someone. Mm -hmm. I didn't, right? But I could have. I literally blew a, uh, I blew a signal. I ran a curve, jumped the curve, and I was about 100 yards away from the oil, oil, Arco oil refinery. So I could have literally ran in there and blew myself up and caused a whole lot more damage, right? So what I'm trying to get to is, and I'll tell you how I feel about his situation, but how does he come back from this? He does. Is the No, he does. And here's why. If you have a guy, and I'm going to give you a scenario, and I've been talking yeah, about this scenario. of yeah. how he does, though, right, Jose? Correct. He'll give us. Yeah. If you have a guy like Michael Vick, and I'm going to give you that situation. You're wearing an Eagles mm -hmm. jersey. This guy did not kill people, but he was killing dogs. Had a ring going on for years, which we know is cruelty. Just like killing a human, it's animal cruelty. If he found a way to go to prison, do the right things, and get back in the good graces of the NFL... And he was older towards the end of his prime. I don't see a 22-year-old kid not getting the opportunity. Let me finish. When you have guys in the NFL that have been proven, Tyreek Hill, Kareem Hunt, to put their hands on women but yet still have a job, then yes, I think Henry Ruggs will have one more opportunity in the NFL. Does he deserve it? No, he does not. And here's why I think he doesn't deserve it. You tapped on it, and I've been mentioning it and talking about it since this came out. The NFL has that service. If you as a superstar player, and I'm sorry to say this, and I have to throw it out there, 
a minority black athlete to top it off. If you know you're going out where there's going to be alcohol and you're going to drink and you're going to get intoxicated, why the hell are you driving? Why aren't you already getting a car service to get there? Now, I keep hearing from people, well, it's it's easy for you to say that he should have called that number, but when you're drunk, you, you don't know what you're doing. That's not an excuse. I don't care. Because you know why? At that point in time, you do know what you're doing. You may not remember the next day because you black out. A lot of us that drink have had those blackout moments. I don't care who you are. We have had those moments. But when I am drunk at that point in time, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing at that point in time. If I'm trying to do something bad or if I'm hungry and I want to go eat, I know what my mind is thinking at that point in time. And I know if it's wrong or right. The difference is the alcohol doesn't make you care. When you get behind the wheel, you get excited and you want to go a little faster. You might bump the music, right? So the way he makes this right is what he does after this. How does he interact with the family of the victims, which is going to be huge? How does he plan this out and make his move? Does he start looking for organizations that are drunk driver mad as the program we mm -hmm. have out here, Mothers Against Drunk Driving? And not only that, does he seem sincere when doing it? Because we've had a lot of players, whether it's not necessarily a tragedy, but steroids or this, that, or whatever, and they try to get back in the good graces and, and they jump into programs or, or, or organizations or fundraisers, but you can tell in their body language they're not about it. They're just there to try to get their persona right. It's going to be about how he goes about the next steps in his life. Don't make excuses for what happened. Stay away from the cameras. Get away from the mic. There is no excuse for what you did. Someone is dead now because you wanted to be stupid. And another thing, too, I'm sorry. Call me crazy if you disagree with me. That's okay. And we all have our right to disagree. I also blame the passenger. Why are you allowing him to drive? Granted, we don't know what happened. Maybe they did argue. Maybe they had an argument in a fight leading up to that. And she jumped in the car anyways. Who knows? We don't yeah. know what led to that, right? Mm. But it should not happen, period. Superstar athletes need to start understanding. Just because you are a multi-millionaire does not make you invincible, man. Mm -hmm. And every single sports organization has driver programs. The NFL's program is a don't tell program. Yeah. You could be high drunk at a prostitute's house. They will pick you up and take you home. No questions asked. No report filed. As long as you did not break the law, you weren't arrested. Nothing like that. Why couldn't you do that? There is no excuse whatsoever. No. Like with me, with my DUI, I didn't kill no one. But there was no excuse for me to even try to get behind the wheel. Or even be at a bar trying to get that intoxicated. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? If you know you're out somewhere, and I have someone here in the studio, so I'm going to mention her. My wife is here in the studio. Big shout out to my wife, Bernice. First time she's been in the studio. She can attest to that. There's been numerous times where we're out now, and we'll leave the car and we'll take an Uber and we'll go home. Or we'll stop drinking and we'll eat and we'll drink some water and we'll sober up because we know we got to get home. You know Ho what I mean? Jose gets a little bit tipsy, Ernie. Is that, is that, is that what we're saying here? Quite, wait, wait, wait. If you ever go on his Facebook Lives, you'll see the Modelo. <laughs> like four in the afternoon. Not a shocker whatsoever. Then, as Quan right? says, Modelo time. But I, I know we jumped into it and got a little funny and it's not yeah. a funny situation. But no, still, there's no excuse. 100% mm -hmm. there is no excuse. Now, do I feel, and I'll end it at this, and if you guys want to add more to it, you, you will. Do I feel he deserves another chance? No. Because all of the avenues for you not to get into this trouble are there. So there's no excuses. Do I believe he will get another chance? I honestly do believe that we will see him in the NFL. Normally, I would agree with you, Jose. 
However, even though Las Vegas didn't cause this, the fact that it did happen in Nevada might be the reason why he doesn't get another chance. And that's because they might be looking for the max sentence, which is 26 years, if it's just those two charges that they're charging him with. I don't think he'll get that, though, just because but, of the he's because of the profile type of player. He's not a big profile player. We get that. But, but we they've know been who he is. cracking down since 2019 hard, like hard on these cases. So they've been really pressuring the judges to make a decision closer to the maximum. Now he does have a good attorney, David Chesnoff. He's known. Look at Ian coming through with the attorney stats over here. <laughs> He's yeah. known for these type of things. Uh -huh. However, like I said, because it did happen in Nevada, since they are cracking down, I think in the nature, the horrific nature that this woman did die, Tina uh, Tinter, I believe her last name was. Yeah. Yes. The horrific nature, I think, is going to make a grand jury say that he's guilty, you know, find him guilty, as well as I think the judge is going to be pressured to give him as much as he can. And Chris, I'm gonna, final I'm thoughts add on, on this. To what final thoughts. Ian said it. there regarding this, you know, from a legal standpoint, it is what two to twenty years, I believe, is the normal yep, sentencing yes. guideline for DUI with uh, the result of a death situ situation. Yes. So. But I believe the uh, district attorney t t had a press conference today and talked about how they're going to try to go to the high end of that. So that would what that would do, Jose, you gave a, uh, a, a tentative timeline, right, of what he possibly could do as far as getting back into the NFL. It would make make it highly problematic for Henry Ruggs if he's in prison, you know, for the next 15 years or 12 years. His career would be over. He's not going to be back in the NFL. So that would take care of that. If in response to uh, the NFL side of things here, guys, quickly, uh, there has been some precedent regarding this with Dante Stallworth. Yeah. Remember that yeah. case oh, that went yeah. down? Yeah. And then the Josh Brent case, of course, with the Dallas Cowboys, where he killed, I believe he killed, a, didn't he kill a teammate or killed somebody that was in his oh, car? yes, yeah. the teammate. Yeah. And the, car the Cowboys had him on the like sidelines that, that Sunday. Yeah. Like, it was, like, crazy. So the NFL is going to take a absolute, uh, you know, we need to make – an example out of Henry Ruggs on this type of situation, regardless, I think, of the legal trouble that he's in, which could absolutely uh, take up all this for him, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's going to take up all this for him. It's not even about him playing football right yeah. now. It's not even about him getting back in the NFL. It's all about, you know, whether or not he's going to be a free man after five years, three years, 15, depending on you brought, yeah. he, is, he, he might be he might be too old. He has excellent re yeah. re re representation, right? Yeah. Uh, as as a lot of people that are, uh, you know, uh, rich athletes or rich people. Period. Does he have the same as the UNLV kid? I so, think it is. Yeah, it's oh, the same, they, the same kid that uh, the high school kid that yeah. was going to yeah. go to UNLV. Yeah. And, and, but the difference there, though, mm -hmm. the UNLV kid, he was driving while high. Well, right. at least that's what they, that's what they were. That's still DUI. It is, but yeah. it's harder to prove. And, and, and he didn't obviously he didn't kill anybody. Correct. And he, so that's yeah. I mean, as Jose brought it up. I mean, you got to look at each of these circumstances yeah, separately, yeah. right? You're, you're a DUI, and 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 by the way, I'm sure hundreds of thousands around the country. Yes, they don't result in death. This one happened to yeah. result yeah. in the most the one of the worst outcomes. The only worst outcome, and a lot of people, especially probably in the in the, the Tinner family and and Tina herself, would probably disagree with this. But the the only worst case scenario is everybody dies in the, in the crash. You know Horrible, what I mean? Man. That's like Horrible. the only worst case yeah. scenario. This is just horrific. And uh, and so, yeah, I think it's going to be taken into account when it comes to the legal process, regardless of Chesnoff or whoever the attorney yeah. is. 
that's that's representing Henry Rugg. So yeah, it's it's going to be a long road to hoe for him. And uh, we even talked about like the uh, Jose kind of alluded to it, the psychological impact. You guys oh. imagine yeah. if you have to go through your entire life and you have another 50, 60 years to live. No, you, you, have this on your, yeah. you have this on yeah. your mind yeah. that you that you took somebody out like that. It, 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 has to be, it has to be just so devastating. Not just yeah. on rugs. There's the report of the security guard from the nearby condominium. He apparently uh, was trying to pull her out of the car while she was burning. Mm. So, yeah. It's bad, bad tragic. situation, just man. Tragic, just ho- tragic, horrible tragic. situation. Thoughts and prayers out to the family of the victim. Obviously, horrible stuff there. We're yet to be seen what's going to happen. We're definitely going to talk Raiders now to see who will fill that position, right? We'll definitely get into yeah. that talk here mm-hmm. shortly. And he was the first pick ever of the Las Vegas Raiders. He there was, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 Number there 12 overall, right? Yeah. I think. Yeah. Actually, no. Wasn't it Cleveland Farrell? No. Or was Cleveland no, and Oakland? No, uh, Rug- Rug- no, Rugs was the first when they were here in You're Vegas. You're right, last yeah. year. I'm yeah. sorry. You're right, Quan. Quan last year in Vegas. Yeah. yeah, in Vegas. Well, once again, guys, you are tuning in to Straight Bet Sports live here on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. Jose V, EMB, chiming in with Chris Wynn here in the studio, Quan 59 behind the big board. We're a little over halfway through the show, so we got to give love to our second sponsor here. Of course, the man that keeps me clean when I got to get to work with my haircuts and anybody else. The homie Eric Navarro from Line Em Up by Eric, as you see there on the screen. Make sure you hit him up at 702-884-8138. He takes appointments only. Walk-ins are hard to come by because he is busy all the time. Hit him up on IG as well. Line Em Up by Eric. You can see all his work. He recently posted my haircut on there, so if you guys want to see it, trust me, you will not be disappointed. Beards, lineups, fades, tapers, whatever you need, he'll hook you up. He's cutting out a five-star barbershop there on Ant Road and Simmons. Greatly appreciate you being a part of the show, my man, as always. Hopefully the thumb is doing better. I know you took the the, the the splint out of there. But, fellas, let's jump into some college football playoff rankings. Okay. If you know me, and Chris does, because Chris and I have been going back and yeah. forth for years since I met him. Yes. Every time these freaking rankings come out, I think they're a joke, as I do every single year, <laughs> because it just doesn't make any sense when you have teams that are undefeated in Power 5 conferences yeah. mm-hmm. that cannot be in the top four, but yet... I'm sorry, you're Alabama and you play in the SEC, so we don't care if you have one loss. We're still going to put you up there. Now, Chris, you saw it come out yesterday. I did. Huge reactions from a lot of people all over social media. What was the first thing that came to your mind when you saw the top 10? I was surprised that Cincinnati was that low at number six. (laughs) But I was also surprised that Oklahoma was that low at number nine. That being said... Jose, you know my deal. I think Quan knows a little bit about my deal. Bernice and Ian don't. I'm a Michigan State guy. So mm-hmm. I was okay. fired up, my friends, this weekend. Number three, All baby. kinds of gassed up. Number three, the baby. The green and white got done against Big Blue. <laughs> little brother knocked off Big Brother. And now we're number sitting at number three in the that was rankings a great game. as that of was right a now. Great game. Look, a lot of work to do yet for the yep. Michigan State Spartans. And you love Kenneth Walker the third. I mean, how, who could not love watching this guy? By the way. One of the best college football games, and I'm not even just being biased as a Michigan State fan, one of the best college football games in the last decade plus was okay. played in East Lansing this weekend okay. with that Michigan-Michigan State game. Kenneth Walker the third right now, one of the front runners to win the Heisman Trophy. Not saying he's going to win it yet because there's a lot of work yeah. to do left. They still have to play the likes of Ohio State. You still have to play Penn State. You have to play uh, a game on the road, by the way, this week at Purdue. That's going to be tough, but that, that was my initial reaction I wasn't surprised that Alabama's still up there because we all know the perception of the Crimson Tide, where they are, despite the fact they have a loss, you know, to Texas A&M. 
And uh, yeah, it's going to be fun to see. I, I'm telling you, I'm going to be intrigued because Jose brought it up. Cincinnati's not in a major conference, okay? Yeah. And if Cincinnati runs the table, where are they going to be standing as yeah. far as respect factor, yeah. right? As far as respect factor on the college level. Do you think you that know? if they do run the table, you think Ritter is a Heisman favorite? Not, do, not just candidate. You're do you think he beca- uh, Desmond Ritter? Yeah, I absolutely do. Yeah. I, I think he has to be. You know, there's no question. Even with what Bryce Young is doing, because, like you said, the conference, I, I think that you have to. You have to consider that Desmond Ritter, which uh, I think our friend Coach... Uh, Mike, Mike Davis, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think our coach... Talked uh, about him. Mike Davis said that mm-hmm. he uh, put money on that, right? I'm not supposed to be saying that out there, Ian. You're going to get people in trouble. But um, you, you, you just... So you did just not put money on so it. So somebody... <laughs> meant, uh, Vincent but, mentioned this on, on, on Facebook uh-huh. real quick. Yeah. It's about... When it comes to Bama, it's about drawing money, right? Now... I'm sick and tired of that narrative. That's one narrative that I'm sick and tired of. Well, it's about bringing in rankings. It's about bringing in money. I get that. Okay, wow, whatever. That's great. It's a big conference. It's a big school. It's a big name. People are going to travel. These teams travel well. I get that. But what you're doing to these kids that are grinding, that are playing, you're, you're, you're telling them you have to be part of a Power Five to do something, but yet teams that are in the Power Five can't get any love or any yeah. respect. And, and then uh, another thing, too, it shouldn't just be about the money. It should be a, it should. about a lot more than that. A whole lot more than that. Because think about this. I guarantee you. I guarantee you this is going to be the scenario we're going to be in. Alabama-Georgia in the SEC Championship. Alabama beats Georgia. Alabama-Georgia in the National Championship. It happened a few years ago with LSU-Alabama. And I hated that. I didn't want it. I didn't think it should have happened. And it did. And then not only that. If you look at the way the rankings are. Before the college football rankings came out. Iowa lost to an unranked team, right? But with a winning record. Alabama lost to an unranked team with a winning record as well. Alabama stays in the top six. Iowa drops out of the top 15. How the hell is that even possible? SEC bias, this, this, and that, yada, yada, yada. Final scenario that I'll give you because it's become a popularity contest more than anything. Mm. The year Mark Ingram won won the Heisman Trophy. There was a guy by the name of Toby Gerhardt that beat him in every statistical category. Yet, oh, he plays for Stanford. You play for Alabama, so we're going to give it to you. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, Yeah, it's... You're you're, you're getting to the point where kids are going to fight for a one-and-done rule in college and say, I only want to play one year and leave, just like the NBA. Because college means nothing anymore. It's all a business. It's all about money, Chris. Guys, there is some ultimate monkey wrench scenarios that are presenting themselves, okay? You brought the (laughs) SEC deal, okay? What if a two-loss SEC team somehow gets in the college football playoff. And then Jose just brought up a team that could either not be in a power conference or be in a power conference that runs the table, is undefeated, and not get in. And yeah. there's a team, by the way, that's sitting right there and doing that, and it's Tim Duncan's old team. It's Wake Forest. Yeah. Wake Forest Wake could run the table no. in the yeah. ACC. No. If they, could win, they could run the table. They could beat everybody, beat Clemson or yeah. whoever they play in the, in, the, uh, in the ACC championship game, right? And uh, I think they play Clemson. Also, they play them in a couple weeks. But either way, if Wake Forest does that, and they find some way because of what you just said, Jose, as far as we, wanna, we need to have Alabama, or yeah. even if Georgia somehow loses, or if, if some impossible way Texas A&M finds their way into the yeah. SEC championship game and wins with two losses, it's all hell's going to break loose. It's yeah. going to be crazy. And you know, I'm not even talking about the Big Ten. I'm not even talking about, you know, Cincinnati and the AAC. I'm talking about 
you know, Wake Forest and yeah. and the likes of uh, the teams in the SEC that could absolutely just just fire up everybody else that are college football fans around the country. Another thing that I'm sick and I wish I could use bad language that I'm sick and tired of <laughs> yeah. is I don't care. There is no such thing as a good loss. If you lose, you mm-hmm. lose. I remember when I was a kid growing up in the early 90s, you had to go undefeated to have a chance to win a national championship. Simple and plain. Yeah. There, there wasn't, oh, well, you lost to another team that was, oh, that was a great loss. No, there is no great losses at all whatsoever. If you lose, you lose, you're out. I, I'm tired of that narrative. So you're telling me if a team goes 0-8 and, and they lost to eight ranked teams, those were all great losses? No, you yeah. lost. At the end of the yeah. day, you lost. I don't know. Do you agree with me on that at all? I'm not into moral victories or, you know, you you came to play, but you didn't get it done. Hey, man, we're here in Vegas. There's a team here in Vegas that uh, that narrative, that take comes up every single week. And uh, by the way, we're talking about the college football playoff. Quick tidbit. UNLV is not going to be in there. We're not going to be talking about the Rebels. Safe to say. Safe to say. I'll just throw that out there. But but yeah, no, I'm not. Especially when you're talking big time college sports, okay? If you're talking about high school sports, okay, maybe I could get it. But there, hey, there's even some parts of the country, especially you know high school football, yeah. you know, moral victories aren't even something that are accepted at that level. Yeah. But uh, especially not in big time college football and uh, in any pro sport whatsoever. Ian, final thoughts on this before we can move on to football? It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Uh, I I have always had trouble delving into college sports, especially football, because of the ranking mm-hmm. system. Because I've always wondered why a team that's undefeated, like you said, or is ten and one, can't get into these major uh, tournaments and playoffs, and it just doesn't make sense. Because it's how are you really gauging talent for the NFL, even if? You can't actually see these guys going up against the best of the best of the best and just make sure that they play each and every one. Because Georgia beating up on Tulane, for instance, you know, not saying Tulane's trash, but I mean. We get, we understand what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I, I, Troy I, State. Yeah, Troy State doesn't necessarily yeah. equate to them beating up on Alabama or LSU or some of these powerhouse Ole Miss, mm-hmm. you know, some of these teams that are just tearing it up on offense. So I, I think they need to restructure how they plan to do this going forward because, like you said, the AP uh, 25 is just one straight popularity contest. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to some NFL, but keep in mind as well, this is the final year of the 14 playoffs. They're going to start getting yeah. ready to okay. switch it up. So it's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I know the there's right some way. movement in conferences, too. Well, yeah, obviously, we, but that's, is that yeah, two or three years down the road? That's, that's about three years stuff, down the road. Do you think that'll help? And, and you know what's funny? It actually might hurt, right? Let's get off the topic. I know we don't want to get on top. But you know what's yeah. funny? And we'll move on because yeah. we can talk. We can bring you back and talk on yeah, Absolutely. Cincinnati is one of the teams that's thinking about moving. So that's interesting. So we'll see how that goes. But, guys, we got about 15 minutes. We won't be able to get through every NFL game, but we'll get on to some good ones. I'm pretty sure you guys all have your main game that you want to talk about that you may like. We're also going to give our picks of the week. I lost again. I don't want to talk about it. We already know what it is. Ian, I believe you won last week, which I'm getting sick and tired of you coming on this show and beating me, but it is what it is. And I lost on both shows. And what I mean by that, I also gave my pick on Heatwave Sports, Fox Sports with Tim and Tom. Didn't go through because Dak Prescott was hurt. But with that being said, guys, 
Who wants to go first? What game are you looking at that you really like? And it doesn't have to be your pick of the week, but that you want to talk about. Who wants to go first? I'm interested, to be honest with you, in the situation with the uh, Baltimore Ravens okay. and the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings, of course, uh, coming off uh, a game where they uh, found a way to lose again. Yeah. Okay. Against the Cowboys without Dak Prescott. One in 16 in, in primetime games for Kirk Cousins, by the way. Yeah. So, you want to, <laughs> I mean, let's be straight. Uh, let's put all our cards Kirk on the table Cousins here, so using a Vegas term, about the Vikings. They're like the biggest Jekyll and Hyde team in football. They are. Okay. They can go out there and they can beat some of the best teams in football on given Sundays, and then they can just lay an egg and lose. Not saying the Cowboys are good, because the Cowboys are good this year, but that was uh, pretty rough last week. So now they go into Baltimore against a Ravens team that, you know, is pretty solid, to yeah. say the least. And uh, we're talking about probably the second-best team in the AFC right now behind the Buffalo Bills in, in the Baltimore Ravens. This is gut-check time for Minnesota. Already, my, uh, the, the head coach is already on the hot seat. Burning. Okay? Burning. I mean, the seat is burning right now. So if they go in there and get boat raced by Baltimore, then it's going to be uh, it's going to get even hotter, which which I don't even know how it could possibly be that way. But uh, so I'm kind of interested in that game. I think that they'll answer the bell. I really do. So uh, do I think Minnesota is going to win the game? Not necessarily, but I think they do cover. So I'm looking at the Vikings in this matchup against the Baltimore Ravens coming up Sunday. Pick of the week or just the game you're looking at? Uh, just a game I'm looking at. Just the game Not you're looking at. Yeah. Okay, Ian, what you got? What you looking at? I think Bengals. I, I like mm-hmm. the Bengals against the Browns. Okay. Uh, Especially it, after that game against oh, I had the Jets. Yeah. I had him, Ian. I had him last week. I got, I got a story uh, for you guys yeah, about that yeah. game, too. Um, yeah. The Bengals versus the Browns. I, I definitely think that Joe Burrow, they they had a gut-wrenching loss last week. It was a look-ahead game. The, it was a look-ahead game. Yeah. They were it, looking it, to the next game. Yeah. And absolutely, it was a trap game. So now... They've had two weeks to prepare for the Browns since they were preparing for the Browns last week. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think that they win. I, I think plus two and a half, money line, whatever. Uh, sorry, minus two and a half or the money line, whatever one you want, take them at. I, I think the Bengals get it done this Sunday. I think they beat the Browns. Pretty so easily. I'll give you a game I'm looking at, but real quick on the Jets game. Mike White. <laughs> was the highest prop bet player as a starting quarterback last week to be the leading passer in the NFL. If you bet that, you hit. I don't remember what the exact number was, but some dude on the East Coast won over $138,000. Not not sure how much he bet, but that's just insane, and it shows you that the Jets might have their guy. I'm just kidding. I don't know. But (laughs) (laughs) Show me up, Jose, to a guy guy taking a stab, okay? He took a stab and he won. He's not going to be, you know, being a professional handicapper. But did you see what Mike White had uh, texted years ago that he was coming for Peyton Manning's records? We'll see. So, you know, maybe they got that belief in himself. I like what I've seen. I like what I've seen from the kid the last two weeks. Now, that's not the game that I'm looking at. The game that I'm looking at, obviously, is here at home, the Raiders. Game's not at home, obviously. Obviously, we know that it's on the road. It's against the Giants in New York, okay. which, again, going back to the rugs thing. Why are you even out on a, yeah. on a on a on a on a game week to top it off? Right. Yeah. Now, this is the second tragedy the Raiders have to go through this season. Right. In technically, less than a month. Technically, let, let's, let's say third. <laughs> yeah. And what I mean mm-hmm. by that, the emails of Gruden, Gruden come out. That's one situation. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to deal with the African-American side of it and the LGBTQ side of it with Carl yeah. Nassib. By the way. I'm not going to say where I work, but big shout out to Carl Nassib. I actually got to help him yesterday. He walked into our store. One of the nicest athletes I've ever met in my life. So big shout out to Carl Nassib of the Raiders. He was in store yesterday and we helped him out. But those are the two scenarios, the emails, right? Then you get Gruden fired. That's 
the second one, in my opinion, or Gruden resigns, as they yeah. said. Now the Henry Ruggs thing. And then if you want to add a fourth, you have the intern coach, right? Yeah. You have four different scenarios going on, and they've all happened right before a game, during a game week, yeah. when things are have to be on point, when you have to have everything right. I think the Raiders have the right guy at the helm, though, Chris. And what I mean by that, guys, is uh, um, was uh, Vic was Rich, Rich, right? The, the guy's yeah, Rich, name, uh, Basaccio. Him, You're right. the head coach. Yeah, man. the guy they have right now. Yeah. I think he they have the right guy in place with everything that's going on. The players respect this guy. The players listen to this guy. They love what he's feeding them, and they understand the culture they're trying to create. Whether he's going to be there moving past this season or not, the players are are biting and, and feeding into yeah. it. So. Again, I said it before when the other tragedies and stuff happened that the Raiders were going to be fine. I think the Raiders will be fine here as well. I know the Giants put up a fight against the Chiefs, but come on, the Chiefs are not the Chiefs this year. They're a completely different team. This game I'm looking at, I think there's going to be a lot of eyes yeah. on this game. If we're looking at money, 79% of the money is being bet right now on the Raiders. Granted, it's Wednesday, long time before we get to Sunday. A lot of money could come in on the Giants. But I think this is going to be a very interesting game to watch. How are the players' psyches going to be? Yeah. As you as Derek Carr, as the leader of this team, what are you going to do to prepare your troops? What type of speech are you going to give? That is the biggest question. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's not about football right now. It's about life it's about what's going on it's about another pill to swallow if you're an oakland raider player and a fan as well right so mm -hmm. i think this is what's going to be a game that's going to have a lot of eyes on it for sure now another game that i'm looking at that i've been looking at for a while because of what just came out with aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah the chiefs packers right yeah you text me earlier today yeah. jordan loves getting his first start i know you talk about jordan love a lot i don't think the guy's the future but that's just my opinion what I are your like, thoughts on that? So I like Jordan Love. I, I think that he was a big arm, raw talent coming out of Utah. I, I think that I, I think that sitting behind Aaron Rodgers was literally the best thing that could have ever happened to Jordan Love. And I think mm -hmm. that we might actually see a little bit of Aaron Rodgers okay. on Sunday. I, I do believe that. Oh, you mean out of him? Out of, oh, because well, Aaron Rodgers got no, COVID. Aaron, 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 no, 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 he's immunized. He's immunized. Remember, he said he's immunized. What I mean is the the mechanics, okay. some of the reads you, that you see you. him uh, looking off and stuff like that, little mannerisms. I believe that we're going to see a bit of that because whether or not Aaron Rodgers is mentoring this kid, this kid's been in that building for two years now. He's been watching Aaron Rodgers. He's seen a pro. He's seen an MVP go yep. out and tear it up. I, I think Jordan Love has the talent. He just needed someone to kind of like mold it. So I, I, I think we definitely see um, a good game from Jordan Love. I wasn't laughing at you, by the way. So uh, Vincent chimes in on Facebook. Jordan Love would throw for 400 yards against that <laughs> god-awful defense. <laughs> It's going to be the Matt Flynn yeah. scenario going down, right? Flynn. He's going to go out there and better, just rip yeah. it up. And they, get, the they get a big contract from Seattle since Russell's they're, they're hurt. Been, <laughs> they're going to trade Aaron Rodgers in like five days. They're, they're going to have been a better to defense to start out against, though. That, yeah. That's for sure. All right, guys. We got my, about five my, minutes. My quick thought on this is that how, how, does, how does Aaron Rodgers put that team in the position? Okay? You should be a singular... Yeah. The, the Green Bay Packers should all have one focus, and that's to win a Super Bowl. Yep. You cannot have one of your leaders, okay, mm -hmm. derailing that in the middle of a season. You just can't yeah. have it. You know what I mean? Forget about your politics or what you think mm -hmm. about getting vaccinated, not vaccinated, okay? The NFL has rules, okay? Yep. It's a private entity, all right? This isn't communism or government control or anything like that. 
The NFL wants you vaccinated. Get vaccinated, okay? And if you're the leader of your team and you want to win a Super Bowl, you can't be sitting out games if you're Aaron Rodgers. Regardless of, and like Ian, I like, I like, uh, you know, I like Jordan Love too, but it's a tough spot to put him in right here. And there's vaccinated players that got COVID that might be sitting out this week too, so. There yeah, but there's different rules, though, regarding vaccinated players as opposed to not vaccinated. Well, so that's why it, it matters. So yeah. it doesn't matter. Oh, no, no doubt. And here's yeah. the crazy thing about it, too. Think about this. The fact that Jordan Love is getting a start because mm-hmm. a lot of these quarterbacks, they're in the same room together. Yeah. They're yeah. next to each other. They're close to each other. So it's crazy that they didn't do contract tracing and have Jordan Love out. You well, see what I'm saying? wasn't that the reason mm-hmm. Devontae Adams was out last week? No, Devontae Adams is hurt. He was injured, right? Yeah, he, yeah. No, he's hurt. I, no, I thought he was COVID reserve list. I'm pretty sure it is. You might be reserve. right. Yeah, you might be right. I, I'm, I'm you never know. They, they can use that COVID reserve list for anything they want nowadays. Well, because yeah. wasn't that why Alan Lazard was also out? Was because he was I in think close Lazard was out. Devontae. I think yeah. Lazard was definitely out for COVID. Yeah. Well, I, I think it, was, it was, was because of Devon. He was in actually contact with Devon. Okay. Adams. So. All right. All right, fellas. Yeah. Five minutes. Mm-hmm. We're coming to the end of the show. All right. Before we get our picks of the week, big shout out to the homie Colin McCombs, one of my co workers. It's his birthday tonight. We're going to be meeting up here shortly after the show. Big shout out, my man. Hopefully, you enjoy your birthday. We'll be seeing you soon. Have a shot up there. No drinking and driving, though. Not trying to be funny. Not trying to throw a joke out there. Remember, you go out, you have fun. Enjoy yourself. Be smart. But, guys, final. We're at the end. I want your picks. Since you are a guest, go for it. Let's get your guest pick of the night, my man. I'm looking forward to the matchups with three NFC West teams. You got that Arizona, Quans, 49ers going at it up up there in the Bay Area. But the game I'm looking at is that Rams-Titans oh, game. Oh, Let's yeah. see what you got. And you guys know why, right? right? Because the news came down yeah. yesterday. Von Miller is now on the Rams. Yeah. Got traded yeah. to the Rams. So now at Los Angeles team. has not only a, a, an explosive offense, right? You've got the best defensive lineman in the NFL. You've got prop, arguably the best linebacker in the NFL. And oh, by the way, you've got one of the best secondary guys and probably the best corner yep. in the NFL. Yeah. So all three levels of that defense going to be looking very forward to seeing uh, strength versus strength with Tennessee. Obviously, Tannehill's been very good this year. Derrick and, Henry uh, is out, and though. Derrick Henry is out. Unfortunately. So, Adrian so, Peterson so has signed leads. with the Titans, too, by the way. Yeah. If you guys yeah, 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 exactly. Peterson. So but they do have some running backs back there that are decent, okay, yeah. that are going to f- try to fill the void. They're not going to be able to <laughs> fill it, but they're going to be back there. So that's my, Ian, that leads to my pick. I'm taking the Rams. I think the Rams handle their business, okay. and they take out Tennessee. Where are they at in that right matchup? They're in L.A. That it's line Angeles, currently yep. sits. You're taking seven Miami. and a half. Yes, yeah, so I'm giving half. seven and a half. All, All right. right. What you got, Ian? <laughs> All right. So everyone's going to hate me for this. I love the Falcons here. Falcons okay. against Saints. Uh, even with Ridley out, they've been utilizing Kyle Pitts correctly. He did get taken away from uh, the Panthers game. However, the Panthers do have a kind of a strength of, over the middle of the field. So I do think that without Jameis Winston, that game is a lot closer. Even if the Saints win this, I think they cover uh, plus six. Okay. And so Pitts, I, I think that's, that's a great fantasy, line so I'm, I'm wired in on Pitts. You mentioned he had an off game last week, but he was excellent yeah, the week exactly. before. So and again, same thing with the guy. Jets gut, yeah. or the Bengals. Uh, gut-wrenching loss. They were up most of that game, and then they mm-hmm. ended up uh, so, letting them come back. So. Uh, a fun story, if you know me, I like to bet in-game. I took the Jets plus 240 when they tied it up 17 all, mm-hmm. and then I turn around and help a customer, and I check my phone, and the Bengals scored right away, and I'm like... I look, plus 480. I'm like, are you kidding me? It jumped up that much. So oh, two, I wasn't going to bet it twice, right? Yeah. And then I leave it, I forget, and I turn around. I could not believe that they won that game. But great <laughs> game. I'm glad that the Jets won. Chris, I'm going to steal your fire, man. I'm going to steal your thunder. 
I'm all over the Rams. Mm-hmm. I love the Rams. I like I, I like Ryan Tannehill. I'm a big Ryan Tannehill fan. But let's be real. Just like <laughs> Sam Darnold with Carolina, this guy goes as far as his running back. Derrick Henry's out. We know he's the workhorse. We know he is the guy on offense. It's not about Ryan Tannehill. It's not about throwing the ball. It all starts and ends with Derrick Henry. We know that. Yeah. With him being out, it's going to be huge. He's the MVP of that team, no I, doubt. I, I, yeah. I know they signed Adrian Peterson. He's mm-hmm. going to be serviceable at best. We know he's not going to come in and give you Derrick Henry-type numbers. The acquisition of Von Miller on top of that defense, yeah. like you said, it's just it's 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 insane. I honestly think they run away and win this game by 10-plus points. Oh, easy. Seven and a half, I think it's easy. Call me crazy. I know I haven't won all year, and, and, and Ian's beating me. But normally, we don't <laughs> like to choose the same picks, but I just can't take anything else. I like the Rams I, in this game. Yeah. I think this is one of the games that is going to be fun to watch this week because I think the Rams are going to come all out. Now, if this game was in Tennessee, whole different story. Even yeah. though with Derrick Henry's out, whole different story. Yeah. But the fact that it's in SoFi, I like the Rams. Warm weather. Stafford's going to be, he's tasting that MVP. I think he, he can taste it. We'll see. And he just wants Gosh, it. Gosh, that hurts, he should, Ian. That, he hurts. He, he, he should have won. I, I was going to wear a Honolulu <laughs> Blue Silver he, jersey in here tonight. He should have won and that just, MVP just, when he was You're just taking the, the knife and twisting so, it in. Can I say one real quick thing before you close, Jose? Go for it. Quick tidbit, guys. Because uh, Kwan's wearing a Laker hat. You're a Laker guy. I don't know if Ian is or not. And, and uh, 25 years ago today, Kobe Bryant Kobe. made his NBA debut. Yep. For the Los Angeles Lakers, just want to throw that R.I.P. Kobe. I appreciate yep. that. I appreciate yep. that, Chris. Definitely, Quan. I've never asked you, so I have to ask you now. Can <laughs> we get a, can, can we get a free pick from you? Can we get a pick? One of your picks? Yeah, wanted me to work for free. <laughs> he wants a little coin, bro. Can, can, can we get, can we get one of your info. picks? Who, 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 I, I, I got the Jags over the bill. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Lions. Come on, uh, Lions. Who we got? We got oh, Lions. Oh, Niners. Oh, Arizona minus one over 49ers. In, in Santa Clara? Give me 49ers. Stop oh, it. Okay. With Stop the it. homer yeah. pick. Blown oh, away. That's man. awesome. Yeah. Can't believe you made that. That's hey, unreal. Guys, fun show, yeah. man. Really appreciate you, Chris. Yeah. Bradford, as always, Quan for chiming in as you do, man. We greatly appreciate it. Chris, before we let you go, we end up and we wrap it up. Let everyone know where they can find you, my man. You can find me on social media at uh, Christian Wynn on Twitter. Also find me at CWynn77 over on Instagram. Chris William Wynn over on Facebook as well, too, and uh, all across the valley, across the dial on sports radio. There we go. Ian, final thoughts, my man? Nothing. We got a great show tonight. We're going to be back Wednesday night next next week. Make sure you tune in. Check out our socials. I'm at IanB underscore sports. uh, Jose uh, underscore Volante. Uh, Make sure that you follow us. Keep up with us. We are going to be on Spaces probably sometimes this week. So uh, make sure that you're tuned into Twitter so you can uh, catch us on Spaces. So my final thought of the night, I'm going to jump off of that and and basically piggyback off of what Ian said. Starting possibly next week because we got to give it some time. Every Thursday morning, we're going to be doing a Spaces on Twitter for everything that we were not able to talk about on the show because sometimes an hour is just not enough. And we have a lot more that we want to get out, a lot more that we want to talk about. And we also want you guys, the listeners, to join in and be able to be part of the conversation. Because sometimes you don't want to call in, but you like to be on your social media, on your phone. So trust me, we'll be on Spaces. Check me out on Twitter, Straight Bed Sports, EMB Sports. We're out there. My final thought, here's the thing. I think one of these two guys will replace Henry Ruggs with the Raiders. It's going to be either Deshaun Jackson or OBJ. With that being said, I am Jose V for ENB, Chris Wynn, Quan 59 the wifey in the building tonight. We appreciate you. You've been tuning to Straight Bet Sports on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. We'll see you next Wednesday night. Peace. Sean Jackson, what kind of replacement is that? What? <laughs> <laughs>